Of the oh. Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez, with his brand new lore book and lore shirt. He's all lore. Thank you, Bear. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. He's good. And this week, we're joined by the man who always has the high ground, Matt O'Neill. <laughs> How are you, Matt? I'm very good. Happy to be back. So as everyone is listening to this episode, it's right after christmas so if you celebrate i hope you all had the happiest of holidays with friends family hope you got some cool gifts from santa or krumpus whatever you believe in krampus krampus krumpus or belschnickel could be could be belschnickel belschnickel that's that's an old office reference Uh, oh i I remember that so we hope you had a great holiday, and we hope that maybe we can bring you some cheer this week as well. So I envision I'll be having a good holiday. I'll be spending it with my family. What are you guys doing for the Christmas times? Are you doing any traveling? I'm taking the L-I-double-R, which is the Long Island Railroad for you non-New York folks, out to my parents' house, and we're just going nice. to have a nice little holiday. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Nice. Oh, I'm going to be taking my car uh, two miles down the road to my aunt's house. Oh, hey, there you go. That's Aunt Patty. A- yes, Aunt Patty. Shout out to Aunt Patty. Shout out to Aunt Patty. Yes. Shout out to Aunt Patty. Give me your money. Love Aunt Patty. So I'm actually just going up to my sister's, and just because... My brother and I both actually have to work on Christmas Eve. He actually has like a more demanding job. I'm working from home, so that's not, that's not even like working. Let's be real. But he has to work on Christmas Eve, so we're celebrating on Sunday, which is the day of Festivus. So I hope we actually just celebrate Festivus. I'm looking forward to some airing of grievances, some feats of strength, and of course the aluminum pole. I if love there the pole. is, if there's no aluminum pole. I'm throwing the tree out the window. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, that can be one of your grievances. Yes. And if you don't <laughs> celebrate Christmas, but you celebrate another holiday, we also wish you happy holidays because mm-hmm. we love you too. We wish you the happiest of any and all holidays. <laughs> any and all of them. Any, this is our blanket wish for the entire 2019. <laughs> and, of course, it is the holiday season, but... He's still, he's not here. I mean, we thought maybe he'd come home for Christmas, but he didn't because come to find out Manny, his parents went on vacation to Florida and they left him home alone. Mm. But in the meantime, he left the house a mess because we were preparing it like he was going to be here. So technically we made the mess, but it's kind of his fault. So we do have to keep the house clean. So as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash plus one player. For all of those, that is plus the number one player. So go check us out on social media. We post all the links to our articles, our podcast episodes, and of course, some witty observations. Or just some observations. They don't always have to be witty. Sometimes they're just observations. But we post all of that on social media. And if you follow us there, it'll help you stay up to date on everything that's going on on the website, which of course is plusoneplayer.com. So go check us out. We have every single piece of content we've ever posted right there on the website. You can even check out some of the old podcast episodes. They're a hoot. Go take a listen. A toot and a hoot. A toot and a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) Also on the website, you'll find links to our Twitch and our Discord. Twitch, of course, is twitch.tv slash plus one player. We stream nearly every night of the week. Last night, me and Kate took another trip to the Western Post Office in Red Dead Online. And as she was signing off, I ran her over with my horse. (laughs) I feel no regrets. It was very funny. Finally. (laughs) I I could just hear her reaction. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she she wasn't the it. happiest <laughs> we make a good team we successfully did our mission so we'll be doing more of that i imagine so go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player and like i mentioned on the website and in our twitter bio you can find the link to our discord come on and join the community we have just about 100 folks in there having great conversations all day all night about video games all things entertainment, and we love to share some game deals. Lots of game deals going on right now Lots due to the holiday season. Flying around. 
So that game deals channel is very popular right now. So if you want to find out the best game deals and have some good laughs with some great people, come and join the Discord. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, I hope you get none of the game deals. I hope you pay no, double none. price for all of the games. Yeah, full price, and they knock it down to like half price a week later. Exactly. <laughs> And That's they don't give hope. you any money for it either. Mm, no, you get yeah. like a shitty shader. Be like, hey, here you go, idiot. <laughs> That's what you get for being racist. And you don't get to be in the Discord. Yeah, that too. So if you've enjoyed all of our content, and if you enjoy hanging out in the Discord community, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, feel free to throw us a buck or two because every single dollar you throw us will go right back into the show to make it the best it can be. We have some great rewards for our patreon supporters so if you want to maybe get a cool t-shirt or if you want to see the funny bloopers hmm. at the end of the month because those are coming soon hmm. go on and join our lovely group of supporters who we will be shouting out at the end of this podcast Woo. and of course we can't finish housekeeping without mentioning the biggest patreon supporter we have and that is the sponsor of the show nerdiest brands if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. And with that, the house is finally clean, although there's so many pine needles because of these goddamn Christmas trees. <laughs> but we have a thrilling episode 59 this week really is it really is a good one we're feeling the holiday cheer we have a lot of excitement and we have one of the best games that we ever do returning tonight because (gasps) of course it's the holiday season so we got to do it so matt and this of course is the lore connoisseur matt Again, we the double mats. It gets confusing. It's Madam. Someone changed your name. Are we doing tonight? Well, we'll start off with the holiday edition of Get to Know a Gamer. We have a special host in from L.A. flew in to record with us. Topic of the pod, which is 2019. What we're looking forward to. What we're excited about. We're all about excitement. This episode. We're looking ahead to the future. And we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the things that we're excited about for next year, and then we're gonna end with some patch notes, some community shoutouts, and of course, a heartfelt thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Mm. So, uh, let me go get the host. He's in the back room. Here he is. I'm gonna hand it off to him. All right. Hello and welcome to another edition of Get to Know a Gamer, also known as G2CAG. I'm your host. Larry Rutabaga back again, and today is our special holiday helper edition. So let's get to know a gamer. We have two returning contestants on the show. Would you both please introduce yourselves and tell everyone your favorite holiday suite? Well, as many know by now, I'm Steve, and I I, I think my favorite holiday suite might have to be the chocolate cream pie. What the hell is that? You never had a chocolate cream pie? It's just no, like, I have it, no idea what that is. It's literally exactly <laughs> like it sounds. It's like chocolate cream and like freaking, it's like it's, a pudding pie. Like just, that's pretty much what it is. Chocolate pie. Pudding like, thrown into like a pastry. Yeah, oh, it's just like right. chocolate yeah. cream pie. <laughs> like, that's never not, had one of those before. It's delicious. It's literally just like chocolatey goodness mm-hmm. and you put whipped cream on top of it and it's fucking delightful. Oh, <laughs> that's sounds absolutely decadent. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, contestant one. Contestant two. Hi. <laughs> my name is Matt. <laughs> um, my favorite holiday suite. Yes. Hmm. That's the hmm. question. Oh, I would say, because I'm not much of a sweet guy, uh, but I would say these chocolate-covered truffles that I'm eating from Lint. <laughs> Are absolutely <laughs> delicious. I can probably eat. shout out to Lint. <laughs> yes, Lint. You like He's to sponsor like, us? Show is sponsored I'm really a fan Lint. of <laughs> the delectable Snickers, <laughs> uh, particularly the dark chocolate ones, if I must say. They're quite the fine ones wrapped in blue foil. <laughs> well, thank you for those lovely introductions. Let's move right along into our first round. This first round is called Candy Cane Came and Caper. (laughs) 
I'm going to give you the name of a person, place, or thing, and you have to tell me, is that person, place, or thing from the Cayman Islands or a holiday movie? Oh, God, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right, do you, uh, and you both are going to... You're both going to vote, and then I'll reveal the answer after you both pick an answer. Okay. 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 So you're, so you're either picking Cayman Islands or holiday movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the first question, Doctor Neil Miller, is he the psychiatrist in the Santa Claus, or a dentist on the Cayman Islands? I'm gonna go with oh the God. psychiatrist in the Santa Claus. <laughs> How? Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna I'll beg to differ because it's boring if we all say the same thing. So I'll sure. say he's a dentist on the Cayman Islands. On the Cayman Islands. All right. The correct answer is that he is in fact the psychiatrist oh. in the Santa Claus. He is uh, Tim Allen's ex-wife's husband. Mm. Oh, yes. I guess it's for all you Santa Claus fans it's out there. Been too long. Yeah, I it guess. really just seemed like a generic movie character name. 1993 classic holiday spirit movie. Mm, indeed. In which Santa Claus is murdered, by the way. That's true. Don't never forget. <laughs> all right. Number two in Candy Cane Cayman Caper. Chicken Chicken. Is Chicken Chicken a restaurant on the Cayman Islands or a restaurant from Home Alone? Home Alone 1? Yes, the I'm, first one. Okay. I'm going to go with Cayman Limited. Islands because I don't remember any reference to chicken in Home Alone. There's a lot of references to pizza where there's little Nero's mm-hmm. pizza. That's true. I'm going to go with the Cayman Islands. Right. And they went to Paris, right? The family went to Paris? Wasn't that the whole plot? Yeah, yeah. They go to Paris Something. in the first. It, it used to, so it is from the first one because the first one they go to Paris. The second one they get stranded in like a shitty Florida motel. In the city, isn't aren't they? Isn't he stuck in the city? No, he's stuck one? in the city. Yeah, 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 but the elsewhere. family. Yeah, the oh. family is like in the airport slash Paris in the first one, and the second uh. one they get stranded in a shitty motel, and Frank's like, "Look better on my honeymoon," because Uncle Frank is such a piece of shit. <laughs> Right, Matthew. Uh, I'm guessing it is a uh, also a place in the Caymans. That's correct. Chicken Chicken is a restaurant on the Cayman Islands. The last question in this round, Candy Cane Cayman Caper. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. The William Pucci Memorial United Church. Is it a church on the Cayman Islands or is it the church that the Cranks go to? In Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> also starring Tim this is, Allen. <laughs> this is fantastic. I was just going to say, that's two Tim Allen movies. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen <laughs> fucking loves Christmas. Really if, all, Christmas. <laughs> if all three of these were Tim Allen movies, I would have died. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Tim Allen movie. Well, since the last one was the Tim Allen movie, I think there might be a theme that he's gonna do Tim Allen movie as the correct answer. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I gotta get this one right. So right, I'm gonna say it's Caymans. All right, the correct answer: the William Pucci Memorial United Church is a church on the Cayman Islands. So you guys oh, tied that. We round. did tie up. So it looks like each person uh, has earned eleven peppermint points. Nice. Let's move on to round refreshing. two. Very refreshing. Round two is Rowdy Reindeer Round Robin. This one's actually a little difficult. Instructions for this round. We are going to go back and forth as you would in a round robin between our two contestants in naming either the name of a reindeer or the name of a holiday-themed movie. So you can say one or the other. However, if you repeat something... That has already been said. You lose at that moment, and your opponent wins the round. Does that make sense to our contestants? Yeah. Okay. So it's just like we go. We can either say the name of a reindeer or a holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we can't. If repeat. you repeat something, you're out. Okay. And to decide who goes first, we will flip a coin. Who's calling it? Who wants to call it? Heads. It was heads. So <laughs> oh, would you like to go first or second? <laughs> first okay 
Matthew, you go first. Okay. Uh, I will say Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hmm. Blitzen. Die Hard. Comet. <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone 2. The Santa Claus. Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I believe there was a subtitle in the Santa Claus if I could deliver an injunction. Uh, <laughs> injunction denied. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Home Alone 2. Escape from New York. Oh, he already said Home Alone 2. You what? lose. No, he said yep. Home Alone. He said Home I, Alone Yo, two. you said Home Alone. I said Home Alone 2. No, I didn't say Home Alone. Yeah, you did. What? Well, he's, he did said Home Alone 2. He said Home Alone 2. And you yeah. just said Home Alone 2. So that means Steven <laughs> is our holiday highness. Congratulations on your win. Steven, again, you are like undefeated so far, I think, in the last few G2 kegs we've done. It's something I take very seriously. I, I work really hard to make sure I'm on top of my game every uh, competition. And, uh, you know, I expect the best for myself because I predict that's what I'm going to get from my competitors. You know? I feel so like thank Kate you. is just going to be so mad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> She's going to be furious. Well, congratulations on your win. Thank you both. <laughs> for competing and thank you everyone for tuning in to the holiday helper edition of get to know a gamer i'm your host larry rutabaga have a happy holiday and please remember to spay or neuter your pets thank you and good night always good to see larry you know let's move into the topic of the pod 2019 the future next year so many things that we get to look forward to i wrote up a little bit but what are you guys most excited about next year? I feel like there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot revealed at the Game Awards. I'm excited yeah. for the Game mm. Awards 2019 when I see <laughs> Jeff Keighley incorporate all the feedback we gave him. I think just from my PS4 perspective, there's a lot of promise in 2019. And, I, and this is without even knowing for sure if yes. Last of Us 2 is coming out, although I think it probably is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like summer like early summer 2020 though so even without that as like a guarantee i think there's a pretty strong lineup and there's a lot to be excited for and i think like we're really getting spoiled because we talked about this a couple episodes ago with like comparing 2018 to 2017 and both of those years were stacked with games and like with just focusing on ps4 like there's already another stacked lineup coming up but then we're looking at big years from the switch and we're looking at a pretty big like transition year for microsoft so mm -hmm. lots mm. of excitement going around yeah what's like your top give me your top thing you're excited about my top thing i'm excited about oh man that one's actually really tough because it's tentatively i'm most excited about the last of us two because a strong part of me thinks it's coming out in 2019 but that's the thing is like it's I, I'm putting up a little barrier because I'm not I don't want to get my hopes too high and be like all right it's not gonna come out you know until 2020. For another reason altogether, I'm most excited about Days Gone because it's a new IP and mm. it was at the, at the early stages of it it was touted as like one of Sony's big things and then they kind of got really quiet about it and it a lot of people are reading mm. that as like Sony losing faith in it. I don't know about that. I just feel like that's kind of how they market their games. Like, you see a heavy push, like, right before the game comes out. Like, there wasn't too much marketing for Spider-Man between, like, E3 yeah, and when it came out until, like, a few weeks before. That's when you started seeing the commercials and everything. But I'm interested on their spin on the, the little zombie apocalypse because I know there's a lot of zombie fatigue, but I still do enjoy the zombie genre. And the I like how... The Zomdra. <laughs> but I like how they're putting their own spin on it where it's more about how, how to like manage a horde and kind of, you know, ration your weapons and your food mm. and maintain your bike. Like that's one of those little key things that's going to be different from a lot of those kind of post-apocalyptic games. So I'm very much looking forward to it because I think there's a lot of potential there. And I understand why people are a little bit weary of it because it has gone a little quiet. Mm. Hmm. is it like a motorbike yeah, or yeah it's, a it's pretty bike? much like your regular bike. <laughs> that's the thing it's like the the name <laughs> of the main character is just one of those like cliche like video game action characters his name is like deacon saint john or something he's like and, oh, and he's like oh, a, he's, wow. a, he's he was in a he was in a motorcycle a club like that's where the whole motorcycle thing comes uh, so before all of that so like that's the whole thing is like you maintain your bike and your bike is basically <laughs> it's very much like in mad max how the car was an extension of you because you needed it to basically survive. Mm. So that's pretty much what you're looking at here is the motorcycle is an extension of the character 
and you have to maintain it, upgrade it, all of those cool things. So I'm excited. I think there's a lot of a, a lot of potential, but like I said, I, I do understand why people might be weary of it because there is a lot of room for that game to not do well. <laughs> yeah, mm. Matthew, yeah. what are you excited about? What am I most excited? Like about? random indie games that guess... you find and play and love, and then win awards. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, the sequel to Ori oh, is yeah. coming out next year. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. So that's mm. that's my indie darling for. Uh, for next did you play year, the first so one? Keeping a very good... Yes. I oh, did. it's ex. It's excellent. It's like one of my favorites. So I'm very excited to nice. see that. It's like playing a yeah. Pixar. Yeah, I, I played probably a quarter of the first one and loved it. It's very very good. Yeah. But um, news wise, I think I'm excited to start getting news about like the next generation yeah, of consoles because mm. I think next year we're definitely going to start getting like some hints about what's coming next because that's definitely what's going on with microsoft like they're because they're clearly like holding their all their cards closed for Mm -hmm. what's coming next because like xbox one is kind of they're done oh yeah pretty much for sure yeah i feel like it was (laughs) very very obvious yeah and phil spencer clearly yeah so i'm hoping they come up with something and plus like with i feel like ps4 has hit like their apex like they really like had like an unbelievable year and I think now is maybe like a good time for them to start like being like, and now this yeah. is where we're going. This is what's coming next. You thought this was great, but look what we're going now. <laughs> that's going to be I, the promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I'm definitely excited to see where that's going. I guess on a side note, I'm expecting that 2019 will be the year that the battle royale genre hits its zenith. Mm and start to just plateau and lose popularity. <laughs> mm. I think started. I, expect... I think it started already. Oh, I do think it started already, yeah. but I think next year there's going to be a bunch of like copy a bunch of like copycats, a bunch of tacked on yeah. like modes for a bunch of games that just should have never had it in the first place and people are just going to mm. get bored of it. And by the end of the year, it's going to be like, oh, remember that game? Well, yeah, because, like, look at, like, PUBG released on PS4, and I feel like no one's talked about it. The excitement just kind of died out. It's, like, very little fanfare. Well, I think Fortnite's still the main, like, this is is. the VR game. What I'm... But I feel like outside of that, no one's, like, there's no other, there's nothing else. (laughs) What I'm excited about or interested in is to see what replaces it. And I feel... Like right yes. now is prime for a competitive multiplayer shooter. Like like a like a tournament style. Like Unreal. Like the ter- return of mm. Unreal Tournament. Yes. Now. Now is the time. It would just like take over mm. if it was yeah. good. If it was good. <laughs> I feel like that's that <laughs> Yeah. I feel like people love the competitive aspect of Fortnite and they're not married to like the building or this or that or yeah. whatever and like the style is certainly unique the art style but i feel like if like mm. a real competitive skill-based shooter came into the market that was new people would get really excited mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. because like what else do you have you have like destiny 2 you can't count as like multiplayer competitive because it's it's more about rating mm-hmm. and stuff and the and the pvp is yeah <laughs> is not fair like it's just not balanced yeah. you know and it's fine that that's like not one of their priorities because their priorities are like big raids and stuff like that. But uh, if yeah. you got like a skill-based shooter in there, a mm. la Unreal Tournament, I think I think you could take a lot of the market away mm. from a BR game. I think yeah, I think people are ready to go back to that style so. of shooter, something like something simple. Mm-hmm. Because I think people forget like how like they're like oh what 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 made those games so great and it's like nothing really made yeah. they were simple <laughs> yeah. and they like they like like the first Halo was like okay you have like you can hold two guns you have a couple grenades yeah. and you can melee and here's a bunch of cool weapons and go have and fun you just use the pistol the whole time yeah <laughs> but it's like it was as simple as it could yeah. get it didn't have any like okay and you can slide and you can jump on a wall and you can do a backflip and you could teleport and you can have this gun that makes yeah. you turn small and like you can and there's so many gimmicks someone. and everything nowadays yeah and it's just like 
what was Unreal Tournament was like, oh, you can move pretty fast. Unreal Tournament. And you can have a rocket yeah. launcher. And you and it was the so Redeemer. much fun. And then you could, and yeah. it was like Capture Flag. That was like why I got so much enjoyment from SOCOM mm-hmm. back in the day, because it was simple. Like you could do the, just the small map run and gun, no grenades. So it was just, you know, one main weapon, one mm-hmm. pistol, small maps. So no respawn, quick matches. And it was addicting because you were like, all right, I know what I did that round. I want to try this strategy. And it was fun to play with like a squad because that was when it was like push to talk. So it wasn't that chaos of like so many voices. So it was actually like a real strategy to like when you wanted to reach out and things like that. And I feel like that just it's kind of gone by the wayside because everything's more fast paced now. So I think we're still going to see like more games try like these fast paced combats because you see like a game like Tarkov that it's very popular but it, it doesn't get like that mainstream appeal because it is so meticulous and so like that's why mm-hmm. a game like a battle royale game is so popular is because it is simple but there's still like a faster pace element to it while still being strategic so it's not like the i guess like the the slowed down version where you're reloading every single bullet into your gun and like taking that super realistic approach so like <laughs> i'm hoping with like battle royales, I like I I don't think they're ever gonna fully go away. I think you're gonna see tweaks on them. No, and that's what I'm actually hoping from not. it. I yeah. hope that there's more tweaks, and then there is more, I guess, variation to the genre. There's more options because, like we've talked about, we're yeah. not the best to talk about Fortnite because we all don't like it. Um, but it's just because the the whole building thing <laughs> doesn't appeal to me. You know, I do like first person shooters. I had fun when I was playing H1Z1, even though mechanically the game sucked because like you know it's just it, it was in beta and even when it went live from beta it still just wasn't smooth i am getting black ops 4 for christmas so i'm excited because now i'll actually go be able to play that battle royale mode because when i played the beta it was super smooth i liked the just the fluidity of the guns the smooth combat and so when you got to see like you know triple a studio really try their hand at it like okay there's a lot of potential for what this could be and so i'm kind of hoping that battle royale finds different ways to entertain just because i know it's not going to go away but i hope there's like ways to attract more of an audience to it where folks like us who don't enjoy fortnite can still find some enjoyment in another variation of it i'd also like to see like epic games iterate and like go with a new ip because like as far as like development goes like they've done such a good job developing fortnite you know so it'd be really cool to see their team come up with like a new competitive game and see and just see what that is i don't know if they will because they're so focused on fortnite but like it'd be cool to Mm -hmm. see that like i'd be open to seeing Mm -hmm. that they shuttered that like third person moba they had whose name i can't remember right Right. now but i played it and i loved it paragon yeah like the right there was a card system that that you'd like build decks to enhance what you were playing which like added a level of strategy the graphics were beautiful and like the gameplay was pretty fun so it's a little disheartening that they shuttered it, but I understand why. Yeah. Like they moved their team all over to Fortnite, so it'd be cool to like see what else they come up with. Mm-hmm. Here's one. I don't know how excited you guys are about it. I feel kind of bad that I left it off my most excited, but like let's not let's not get this twisted. I'm very excited about this. What are your thoughts on the Resident Evil Two remake? I'm actually quite excited about that. I've never been into like Resident Evil that much. Honestly, I don't know whether it's because like gameplay yeah, or just a lot of like the the nonsense going back to of the first like, three <laughs> the story kind of turning me off play the first three now yeah. oh my god it does not age well <laughs> yeah just that especially for the first three yeah i was like yeah nope this this is not <laughs> there's a reason that games aren't like this anymore yeah. <laughs> but um just everything i've seen of it just looks so good oh yeah it looks incredible think like they made it more of like a survival game where you're, you're, you know, you're low on ammo. You're constantly like in fear. And from what I, 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 I haven't watched any gameplay yet because I honestly I just don't want. Obviously, I know how Resident Evil Two plays out as I played it multiple times. But from what I've read, they've kind of rearranged how things happen. So I don't want to like get mm-hmm. spoiled because they. From what I've read, there's like a ton of really good jump scares they've added in, which I have. I watched, love. Yeah, yeah, I've watched some gameplay. Yeah, that's true. They had, do have a lot of very clever little uh things to throw at you from what i've seen but uh yeah like you're right how it's more of a survival whereas like the original games felt like you were surviving more against like the controls and the limitations <laughs> of the game yeah. than you were like the zombies because you're just like i just, just want to go to the next room <laughs> 
<laughs> and your character is like going in and out and oh, moving yeah. in the wrong direction and like now it's like okay now it's actually like okay you have limited ammo mm-hmm. you have the limited like space of things that you can carry so you always have to keep that in mind and you know know where like get back to the safe zone and restock and everything oh yeah man have you ever played the resident evil games no i'm not a resident evil boy i feel like i missed that boat i think this would be a perfect time for you to hop in oh yeah I would definitely mm. recommend uh, checking out some of the gameplay footage because it, it's it's amazing how good it looks. Like, it, it doesn't just feel like... Because, I mean, it'd be impossible just to, like, recycle a PS1 game and be like, yeah, it's remastered. But, like, yeah. they this looks just like a ground-up modern take on uh, the game. Like, everything looks beautiful. Yeah. And, obviously, I love the way they kind of tell the story because you can be Leon or Claire and they both have, like simultaneous stories but different storylines which are really cool and mm. you can so if you play through them multiple times they all play out a little bit differently like the, mm. the ending is always kind of the same but like the path you take and stuff like that changed so i'm really looking forward to how they tell those stories again and i'm looking forward to like a better uh voice acted version of this game <laughs> because yeah. obviously back yeah. then you could only tell a story so well with the animations you had <laughs> so i'm looking forward to all the graphical improvements that can be made as well as the gameplay um but man that because it comes out right in january too so like that's just such like a cool way to kick off the year it's like happy new year here's this awesome fucking game that's gonna fill you with nostalgia and just scare the shit out of you and i'm so Yo. excited yeah <laughs> i guess uh if we're on that train mm-hmm. of thought a more spooky ish games Ooh. oh uh me- what i think you're saying oh i don't uh, metro exodus oh no i thought you were saying no, that okay. the man of, was it the man of medine or medan i am exci- yeah i yeah i kind of forgot about that but yeah i i am uh I also forgot yeah about i would that. i am excited about that because i was I was a fa- I did enjoy Until Dawn. Oh, I had yeah. like that campy sort of like the horror movie <laughs> feel to it that like they really played into. And it's one of those games where like, oh wow, your choices actually do kind of like matter yeah. in a way. It was <laughs> very cool. Few games where I've like I felt like that. Uh yeah, so I'm excited to see yeah, I am excited to see what they do there. Yeah, for sure. Uh but I was talking about Metro Exodus. Mm-hmm. Which like I don't know if either of you two have played any of the the Metro games. I played games. a little bit of 2033 is that the first one that was yeah 2033 was the first one and then last slide was the uh, so i played a little of the first one and i was like this is way too scary <laughs> so i oh, stopped it's, playing it, it has yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it I've does have scary moments yeah just that, like that the like darkness pretty... and i was like oh this is <laughs> this is scary but i did love it like it was really cool the yeah. moments i played it's like the it they're exceptionally they have like exceptionally good world building yeah. if there's like one thing like, like bullets are really currency buy into or the something whole... right yeah yeah, yeah. like cool. yeah bullet you buy things with bullets and then there's like because all the bullets they have are like homemade in the subway so they're dinky and like they basically use them as currency but you can buy oh no i i got it the other way around the bullets like pre-war bullets so the ones that were made like in like a factory which are like actually decent you use those as currency but at the same time you can also use them to like as your actual ammo and they do way more damage but you're essentially shooting your money by using them wow which i've done i've done on accident because if you run out of of like dummy bullets you switch to those automatically (laughs) And I didn't realize it was just spraying like all of my money. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> money. But, yeah, like the world building's like fantastic. Like the enemy like designs and types are fantastic. Like the atmosphere, the whole is, is so amazing. How like the transition between like you're coming out of like when you're in the subway, it's very claustrophobic. It's very dark. Yeah, there's a lot of like this like industrial field everything and then when you go outside you have to put on like your gas mask and you have to like look at like your geiger counter and make sure you're not exposed to radiation for too long and everything's like very bleak and open and sort of like stark and it's yeah i could i could go on and on about it but i'm very i'm very excited to see where they go next with the sequel they moved the release date up to i think february 15th because i saw it was february 23rd there was like a bunch of games yeah they moved it up yeah anthem february 15th yeah yeah, February 15th is uh, the new February 23rd because uh, Crackdown 3, Metro, and Far Cry New Dawn all mm. releasing that day. What? 
That's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was it? February 23rd was going to be like all of those except Far Cry. Um, and it was going to be Anthem. Because I think Anthem's still the 23rd. 22nd. Mm. The 22nd? Oh, yeah. That's but nice. yeah. Wow. February is going to be a packed month. Packed. We're going to have to February. we're going to have to spread out our review duties on oh, that. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you got the anthem one? Uh well, that's a great transition because the one thing I was going to talk about for 2019 was anthem. Not to say that I'm like super excited for anthem, but I'm super excited for the second like FPS MMO to come out you know, to like be a competitor to destiny Two, Mm -hmm. Cause I think Mm -hmm. we could see some innovation. We could see some new things, but I wanted to give sort of a rundown of Anthem and like what we know so far so that we can also Mm -hmm. like discuss it a little bit more. And I haven't really discussed it cause I don't want to be on the hype train. I don't want to get like pulled in or hooked like that. (laughs) Um, But this is the time. The time is now to talk about Anthem. So, right, we said comes out February 22nd. It's made by BioWare. So there's an alpha going on right now. So they have streamed a little bit of it on Twitch and people, other people are playing it. And then there's also a pre-release beta that starts uh, February 1. In the game, side note, there are cosmetics that you can purchase for real money. However, they've said there's no loot boxes. Okay. Which is very interesting. And I wonder if it's going to be true. For I feel like somehow it's just not true. You know, I will say Anthem yeah, crates. Battlefield Five has stayed true on their no loot box thing. So mm. I think EA may have actually learned a thing or two. Yeah, from Battlefront. Interesting. Mm. And so we have there's four classes which are all based on the javelins, which are the suits that you can wear. You are a freelancer. Which is like, I don't know, kind the of Guardian. a silly name for like someone I employ freelancers. Yeah. So it's just like a weird okay. connotation. <laughs> um, but there's Ranger, Colossus, Storm, and Inceptor. Ranger is basically like the soldier type. Uh, Colossus, you're a tank. Uh, Storm is basically your warlock from Destiny 2. I'm like, this I all know, sounds I know. very we'll, familiar. We'll get to that. And then Interceptor <laughs> is just basically you're a hunter from Destiny 2. So like a dexterity-based class. E3 is where we got like a ton of our information about Anthem. We got that like 40-some-odd minute uh, gameplay video where they were doing an exploration, exploration of the world, the, an explanation of like raids, the different events that there are. I think everyone was really impressed. And you don't have to be like a critic to identify this, that like the environments really looked incredible the exploration really looked incredible the visuals were just there Mm -hmm. lots of guns and definitely looks like it is loot based uh, and that's where the grind will be there's a hub city just like in destiny called fort tarsus (laughs) fort towers yeah (laughs) Yeah. my (laughs) guess this is my educated guess is that bioware will probably try and put as many story elements into Fort Tarsus as possible to distinguish it from the tower in Destiny 2. Destiny 2, you get like, you pick up your dailies, you pick up your quests, and you can like talk to people a little bit, but you don't get much more out of the central hub. So my guess is that Bioware's going like full-on story mode for Fort Tarsus, but that's my guess. I can see that just by the nature of like the freelancers, you know? Yeah, so we'll see. There looks, there's some factions. They've released like one faction trailer already. Guess where there's also factions? Like every MMO ever. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> and then story-wise as a whole, all we sort of know right now is that there's this big ancient force called the Anthem that sort of like, terraforms the world in a way or has impacted the uh, growth of the world in general and it was put there by like quote-unquote gods or aliens and um, there's basically this big bad boy trying to uh, take the anthem power for himself so far story-wise uninspiring but uh, we'll see what the interactions are like in Fort Tarsus and how they sort of draw you in story-wise so Like I said at the beginning, 
not super excited for Anthem, but I'm interested to see how they innovate on the model that Destiny and Destiny 2 have lived on for a few years now. It'll be interesting to see what this causes Bungie to do and like reaction to that. I did notice at the beginning of Black Armory, even though they didn't have a story hook, which was really frustrating for me, it actually made me not play Destiny 2 for like two weeks. <laughs> However, when you talk to Ada 1, who's the robot or the exo that you talk to to start all of the Black Armory stuff, usually in when you when you start talking to someone in Destiny 2, they have the person on the left of your screen and text on the right. And you could just skip everything and just read the text and go on. However, when you talk to Ada 1, there's no text. She's in the center of the screen and she's just talking. So I'm thinking that's like a pre-reaction to what the storytelling is going to be like in Anthem, where they like want you focused on the character and the interaction that you're talking to. So I thought that was an interesting moment for folks maybe that didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, all. I'm definitely I'm in the same boat as you were. I'm interested in Anthem. I think they have a, a tough hill to climb for sure because I think one of the things Destiny has going for it that is going to be very tough to beat is their gameplay mechanics. Like we've talked about this mm. tons of times that it's just very smooth, very easy for people to get into because it's a very forgiving shooter. Like you don't really have to worry about too much of the, like those little niche things like in a war shooter type game. It's just very easy to pick up and start playing. So you kind of have to wonder like is EA and, and BioWare just going to try to copy that model or are they going to how are they going to make that unique and make it feel as good or better? Because that's going to be a, a big thing that would draw me into it is like how, like how does it feel to actually play this game? Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's not going to have much of a differentiator. Otherwise it's following a very similar MMO style where it's just kind of have that basic story. It has the same central yeah. hub. It has like the same type of classes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to differentiate itself one way or another. I'm actually surprised they went with so similar a model yeah (laughs) it's like you could easily have just taken their model and innovated much more on it but like you you drew a lot of inspiration and there's a lot of connections that even the most casual of observers can draw what i'm hoping to that kind of differentiates it is because everyone gets their own the javelin like that's like your mech suit sort of thing so i'm hoping it's kind of like they do like a I was going to say like a mecha soul or like an armored core sort of thing where it's like, oh, this is your mech and you can like customize it and you could add like armored armor. Core. You could ah. add like missiles. Well, you or can. You can, you can get customize more, like, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That might be the oh, thing the, that kind of oh, makes it stand out is like, oh, you you know, when Destiny, you, you find your new weapons and you can make your armor look dead. But it's like, oh, you can actually customize like individual parts of your armor that like this. Now it's a missile launcher. Now it's a a laser beam and or you can add more jet packs or whatever imagine just it just something where you like into tune it to like your play style yeah <sighs> <sighs> oh you know speaking of titanfall crossover love titanfall <laughs> i was gonna say is there a titanfall 3 no <laughs> but um respawn mm-hmm. uh entertainment the guys who uh made titanfall they're uh supposedly working on a new star wars game called star wars Jedi Fallen what? Order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. revealed what? at E3, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? almost nothing is known about it outside, like, the title and that Respawn Entertainment's one making it, which is great because, I like, the pilots yeah. in Titanfall are basically Jedi already. There's no lightsabers. <laughs> they're, like, they're like a step. They're one lightsaber away from That's being Jedi. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so they're the, the ones making it, and all that's really known is, like, it's supposedly supposedly getting released in 2019 Whoa. um and that it's supposed to take place between episode three and four so like rogue one timeline sort of mm. where it's like i guess that dark the dark times period the dark, the times. dark times yeah so you, supposedly you're gonna be like one of the few remaining jedi empire's gonna be like hunting you that's probably gonna be the where the story is going 66. to be but that's all that's really known. But I am very, 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 very eager to learn more about that. We need a good that. Star Wars game. It's, it's been, been years. Too long. It's been so long since there's been like a good, like a good single player Star Wars like experience. Yeah. 
that's not like the sort of like is it the force unleashed it's like it's okay but like right, i'm not exactly. into it because it's like star wars on like steroids yeah. you could pull down a star destroyer with the force <laughs> and crash it into a planet look how fucking strong you are <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> it's like the, you just think of like the first movie where like obi-wan's just like these are the droids are that's like the most the impressive thing he's looking for that's like it's the most impressive thing he does in the whole movie, and you're like, well, oh, it's cool. mysterious old man. I know. I'd like a Star Wars game just set in the the height of the Trade Federation, where you're only conducting politics. Like it's a very, uh, it's like, uh, what's the Android one that you played with the bad writer? Oh, uh, Detroit Become Human. It's like Detroit Become Human, except you're a political, oh. you're a senator. In the Galactic Senate, and it's going through <laughs> a vote of no confidence for Chancellor Valorum, and you are like, oh my god, shifting through the politics of it to get more funding for your planet, which <laughs> oh is like in the middle. So you're of nowhere. basically like the whip, just like <laughs> yeah. the Senate Majority Whip. <laughs> yes, you're the Senate Majority Whip, <laughs> oh whipping god. votes for a vote of no confidence against chancellor valorum that is su- yeah that is such like another matt martinez like i'm full of these just... good game ideas <laughs> yeah that's a fantastic game i feel like that's a very niche audience yeah. <laughs> it's like five people anywho any anything else that you're thinking about for the new year i think just like uh, i touched upon i am very excited to see what microsoft does because 2019 is going to be a very big year for them in terms of laying the groundwork for the future i don't expect many like outrageous game announcements i i imagine there'll be a couple but i think this is where they announce you know what their next gen will be what it's going to look like and of course they've been alluding to the streaming ability playing whatever you want wherever you want on whatever device you want so i'm very interested to see how that all comes to fruition and i think we're gonna get news on that sooner rather than later i think it's for both i think sony and microsoft i think we'll start seeing some some noise early in the year especially from sony because they pulled out of e3 i think we're gonna and they canceled psx this year i think we might see something first quarter next year where they announce what they got cooking for you know ps5 or whatever it's going to be called i imagine it's going to be ps5 they really haven't been creative with the name so well, imagine now they decide to change it they're, yeah they're four iterations the ps 720 playstation infinity yeah. ps1 yeah. Whoa. <laughs> i think also we should i feel like we've gone this whole time without mentioning anything about the switch but i really do think we're getting another metroid announcement hmm. and i think hmm. it might even be like a metroid release next year and i think that'll be cool yeah, you know. Switch had a little quieter of a year, but I think next year they're going to be like, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, boom. I love how, too, mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, yeah, Switch had a quiet year, but they've sold, I like, know. more consoles in, in a shorter mm-hmm. time, in, like, a shorter time period than, like, PS4 and Microsoft did. It's just crazy mm-hmm. because what they had this year was nostalgia. They cashed in on nostalgia, but they did yep. it well. It wasn't just like, here, this is stuff you remember as a kid, like... They were much better versions, and they were so fun to play. Pokemon, Super Smash Brothers. So, yeah, I think I, I was very. Oh my god! And Smash is so fun. It is. Oh, I was yeah, playing and, uh, Villager for like hours. Oh I have my to god! Mention, what a fucking hilarious good? character to play. I haven't oh, used that your new yet. DDD. I yeah, Villager is definitely now on my list. You just you just like fly on this thing. You go like across the map. You can plant a tree and then you water it and it grows and then you chop it down on people. It's fucking hilarious. And then my other favorite move, you drop a bowling ball. So which is like the jigglypuff, like down B. So you just have to like drop it at the right time. Hilarious. Yeah. He's so fun. I actually had a lot of fun uh, on Saturday night. Me tim liz and bear played some smash oh God, brothers online did. together we had a great time that's amazing um, so that's what i'm excited for in the future is playing more games with the awesome folks yes. of the plus one player community mm-hmm. very excited for that in 2019 i also was doing only random characters highly Whoa. recommend because it adds some excitement so you're not just doing the same thing over and over again yeah. and it helps you practice with a bunch of other people that that's you probably true. would never use so I just like playing the ridiculous characters. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> They're like it's really true. stupid ones that make me laugh. Honorable mention to uh, Death Stranding. Definitely excited to get my mind fucked by more of those ambiguous trailers in 2019. Uh, 
So yeah. right, we'll just move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the only other things I had was all the indie games I saw at the Game Awards. Super excited for. Mm, super, super, yes. super excited for. I hope they all come out for Switch, Except so I can play them all on the Switch. Which, for in my mind, is the perfect indie game console. Oh yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm also just excited for plus one player. We have more and more views on our website, which is super exciting. We're doing back-end things with marketing, which is super exciting, trying to grow our audience a little bit. And this is our, yeah, it's really like the next year, which is just very exciting to see where we go and what we do. We have some fun things planned for 2019. So stay tuned because we actually have some things cooking that we're all very excited about. They're in the oven. They're in the oven. They gotta. They gotta roast. Oh, you know? oh, oh. oh. slow roast. Yes, they're in the slow cooker too. We've got things in the yes. slow cooker. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> some sides, some tasty sides. <laughs> but honestly, tons of incredible things to look forward to in 2019, which is just like I said, we're so spoiled right now. Yes. Games are great. The people making them are even greater. So thank you all because mm-hmm. we get to play these awesome fucking games nice mm-hmm. cool well that concludes cool. the topic of the pod so let's move on to patch notes this is patch notes 12.20.18 where we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke i'll be honest i scoured the web for news not much <laughs> you don't got much so what do you no. got well, you were you were scoffing what, at what kate last week so yeah, well, I also my was boring last week. Too. Well, cool. Steve, I think you've hit the gold mine on news for the week, so why don't you start off? I shall. So this one comes from an article from Forbes by Paul Tassie, but really this was announced by Sony and Insomniac, and so this story is really just kind of giving everybody a general idea of why this is even a fucking story, because it really shouldn't be. So the article's titled, Insomniac adds fan requested and then in parentheses demanded Raimi suit to Spider-Man for free. With Spider-Man DLC wrapping up, adding a bunch of new content and suits to the game, Insomniac announced this morning that the one last thing is coming and that would be the free holiday gift of the Sam Raimi era Spider-Man suit from the original Tobey Maguire trilogy. The problem with this addition is how it got to be in the game. And what was one of the weirdest displays of fan anger I've seen in gaming? And that's (laughs) That's saying something. There was a vocal contingent of Spider-Man players who weren't just asking for the Raimi suit, but demanding it, and were absolutely furious when each new DLC came out and the Raimi suit wasn't there. I genuinely have no idea why fans were this upset about one particular suit in a game that has 30-plus, most of which are completely cosmetic, which the Sam Raimi suit is. But it resulted in some serious fire... (laughs) It resulted in some serious fire being hurled at Insomniac, who had done absolutely nothing to deserve it. And so that's really the premise of all this, is for some reason, because Insomniac never hinted at this, for some Mm -hmm. reason all these fans just assumed the Sam Raimi suit was going to appear. And so when it didn't appear in the three DLCs, they freak out and this vocal minority which that's what it is yeah this vocal minority got super angry on the internet because that's what people do now and they were just completely outrageous towards the folks in insomniac like i i've I've seen so many but so much of it is just like the same toxic bullshit you see every time some small group doesn't like some change or something that didn't get added to a game for one reason or the other and that's what sucks because they released this suit They were releasing this as a holiday gift to all the players, whether you have the DLCs or not. This is to anybody who had Spider-Man. And so that's the thing is now all these idiots, because that's what they are. If you are harassing Insomniac because they didn't put a suit in a game that they never once. But for also something they were probably developing. That's the thing is because now all these idiots think that they caused this because they don't have the sense that it takes so much time. Right. To make even something as small as a suit. And I, I wanted to add on to this because Greg Miller, as most of you all know, I'm a big fan of his, but he put it very perfectly yeah, he in did. a series of that. tweets. Yeah. And so I'm going to go through most of them here because like, he hits the nail on the head because obviously he's got a lot more background with talking to people in the industry and understanding the development process. 
So he says, disheartened to read a bunch of the kind of funny games daily questions, thinking the Spider-Man 4, um, excuse me, the Spider-Man from PS4 Raimi suit is because of the people who are being jerks on the internet. That's not what happened. I have no inside knowledge, but I think it's pretty clear we have a sad, repugnant situation here. If I've learned one thing covering games for 12 years, it's that nothing's simple. Creating that suit wasn't simple. Getting it to work wasn't simple. Making sure it didn't break the game wasn't simple. Getting Sony, Marvel, etc. approvals wasn't simple. This took okay. forever. So now put yourself in Insomniac's yeah. shoes. You're working on this thing you know people want. You're excited to give it to them, but contracts and red tape keep you from even being able to tease that you're doing it. You're close, but you still can't say anything. Excitement. You put out DLC 1 and it suits, and people are stoked but asking about Raimi. DLC 2 comes out and people are happy, but there are more Raimi comments, and they are just assuming it'll be in DLC, DLC 3. So you announce the suits for DLC 3, and the vocal minority implodes. They're screaming at you for not doing the thing you're actually doing. They're shitposting that you don't listen and don't care about the fans. They're forgetting the hours of enjoyment they got from your art. Meanwhile, at Insomniac, you have a team only hearing that they suck. Bad comments drown out the good ones, and the angry people are the only ones talking. The team is hearing that they suck when they've been busting their ass trying their goddamn hardest on this project for years. And again, the vocal minority don't represent the overwhelming majority of players who love the game. But when any love of something... Our natural instinct isn't to tweet about it. We mm-hmm. smile and go about our lives. Anger leads us all to venting like this threat. <laughs> so he, he basically just goes on to say that every time you start to see some of that type of stuff online, mute the people who are being jerks and then tweet to those devs how much you support them. Like if there's someone who you, you know, if they're, they're creating work that you appreciate, let them know that because that's the stuff that should be spread. Yeah. And I think he puts out like a nice challenge at the end, like from now to the end of the year, try to reach out to content creators that you appreciate and just let them know you appreciate them. Like little things like that. Like they don't, they don't have to obviously respond. They might not see it because some of these people have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, but Hey, maybe they do. And it makes their day. And those little things do count. And so that's what really sucks is because like those folks at Insomniac were probably so stoked. They're like, people are going to love this. Like this is going to bring back nostalgia for a lot of people who grew up with those movies and now and it just looks like, why. <laughs> yeah, but it just looks like these Pizza assholes time. made them do it. And it's well, like, the other well, thing fuck. that this, <laughs> the other thing that like unintended consequence that this takes or, or that this has an unintended consequence on is that like when in which situations where there should be outrage, like when the COO of Riot is like harassing employees, which like mm-hmm. should incur the wrath of the internet like it takes away from those moments because it's like Mm. oh this is just another one of those like oh they didn't get the spider-man costume that they wanted well no it's It's like way different like that's sexual harassment this is like a costume that the devs were already making so like it sort of blurs the line between what's actually important that people should be mad about and like something really stupid that like a minority of people think is insane that have made it this big thing you know mm-hmm. which it, is it, also it's such upsetting. a bummer yeah because they're they're always the loudest and so i i know like no one from insomniac's gonna listen to this but hey on the off chance they do i want to thank you guys all for making a great fucking game i had a great time with it i'm looking forward to i'll probably throw on the same raimi suit for a little bit but i gotta tell you i like the uh there's one of like the scarlet spider suits in it it's so fucking nice i like the thing. underwear one <laughs> that's, that's not a bad one. He's, he's a very fit, very fit boy. That's why he won best butt, you know. So man, oh, but don't say if boy. you, if any of you guys want to read the uh, the full story, go on to Forbes. And uh, if you want to read Greg Miller's tweet thread in its entirety, I recommend you do. He makes a lot of good points. He's at uh, Game Over Greggy on Twitter because, like I said, he hit, he hits the nail on the head, and obviously he has much more experience, you know, behind the scenes than we do. So it's a nice perspective. And that's the stuff that should be focused on is like the hard work those devs put into it. So that work is appreciated. And if you yelled at them because they didn't put it in the first DLCs, I wish there was a way that you wouldn't be able to use the suit. I wish there was some way. (laughs) That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, Matthew, what do you have for us? All right. So uh, I got a, I got a silly little story here. All right. It's called, um, this Fallout 76 player has declared himself an endgame <laughs> boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, is this from the onion or something? <laughs> no, no, it's, this is real. This is amazing. So um there's this uh user on Fallout 76 named Satellite Jedi. Oh. Who uh basically yeah, Jedi gets brought mm-hmm. up again. I, I'm not sure how like the, the system works in seventy six, but he I guess he acquired a bounty 
like of a thousand plus caps, which I guess is like if you kill him, you get a thousand caps. Mm-hmm. Is that how it works? Is that how, like the PvP works? And uh, basically, like him in a toot, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but him and a bunch of like uh, I guess of his of his friends that are playing the game, kind of got bored when they realized there wasn't a lot of endgame content. You could just kill like the same. Um, the scorch beast queen like mm-hmm. a million times mm-hmm. or launch a, how many nukes before it gets boring and he basically said oh why don't i just make my own raid boss that is so funny so he went on to the fallout 76 subreddit and declared i am your raid boss i am your content <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. and so now they they basically like manufactured this encounter mm-hmm where like um in this lore and sort of backstory behind it where like that's awesome yeah that is awesome and he's yeah they're like uh the director of some like uh, company that existed before the apocalypse Mm -hmm. and like they sold weapons to like terrorists or both sides of the conflict Mm -hmm. and now like they're all that's left of it and they basically just like raid people with their like arsenal of weapons and so he's like the director of the company that is or whatever. so funny and like yeah so he's like holed up in this location with a bunch of traps and <laughs> so, some of his like other party members <laughs> act as like the bodyguards really so you have hilarious. to like fight through them yeah, and get to them the thing is it's like really hard to make it work because it's like a pve sort of encounter but with pvp rules yeah, yeah. so it's like i know how it works where it's like you can't actually hurt someone significantly until they shoot you so there's like a lot of like weird things they have to work around (laughs) so like and there's like an easy way to cheese it because like there's something where like if they decide to like leave like the people who killed them don't get the bounty or like they (laughs) could get the bounty and then share it with them so that they're basically just like letting people kill them so that they can share in like the experience it's like it's a weird weird thing but i it's actually like yeah apparently like he did it for like eight one day for eight hours just (laughs) just like sat just sat in a room waiting for people to come wow that's dedication. I, I just yeah, I just yeah. love the line, I am your end game content. Like that's that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which is I think but it's like a testament to like one, like the sort of failure <laughs> of seventy six to like actually provide like worthwhile sort of end game content. But also like ninety percent of a game is making your own fun. Right. Like if you can, like with Sea of Thieves, you are like doing some. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, like we're about to play Sea of Thieves, and that game sucks. <laughs> but we're gonna have we're gonna have like an unbelievably fun time playing. Right, because it it the multiplayer experience is part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can like have fun, like you know, using like what this game has to offer, even if it's like not good, yeah. like then yeah. great, great. Yeah. If you're having fun, you're having. Fun. I sincerely, we didn't mention and this in our 2019 show topic, but sincerely hope that fallout 76 pulls a destiny 2 forsaken and turns that yeah. ship around like i do seriously mm-hmm. hope it it does because i think there's potential but uh yeah so we'll see we'll see that's one of the main reasons i was just mm-hmm. holding off yeah, i was gonna yeah. i was playing the wait and see approach see where that game is in like six to eight months and then go from there yeah mm-hmm. um all right well thank you matthew and uh my news breaking Funko Pop has released an Aldrin Sob Funko that I will only <laughs> one, and they're shipping it to me. Woo! Just kidding. I don't, I don't have any news. I'm sorry. Um, but I feel like Steve's... I still like Steve's was the news of the week. That's been on the airwaves. Yeah. And it, that's what it's crazy because like yeah, it just yeah. shouldn't it's be. Silly. It just shouldn't be news. It's The only news that should have been like, oh, cool, we got a free suit. That's all it should have been. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well... That concludes patch notes 12.20.18. Where we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke. Uh, Steven, would you like to thank our Patreon supporters? All right. So now it is time to give a shout out to our lovely, awesome, fantastic, wonderful Patreon supporters. There's not enough words to truly describe how great all these folks are. So a huge thank you. To Alex Mill, Darren Simmons, David Campos, Derek Hauser, Ernesto Martinez, Evil Timothy, Greg Kearney, Javier Casillas, Liz Rodriguez, Matois Antoine, 
Merovingian, a.k.a. Mike, Riamaleski, Remy Archibald, Sandra, Tambo, the hashtagonist, Vincent Thomas, and, of course, the one and only phase. Thank you all so much. You guys have been the absolute best to us over this past year plus of doing all this. We hope you have the absolute best holidays, whatever you celebrate. Hope you get to spend it with some family, some friends. You have some good food. Maybe you get some cool presents. And we also hope you have a terrific, safe, and a happy new year. Thank you all for your love and support. We truly couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. And if you would love to be a part of that awesome group of Patreon supporters, feel free to head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous this holiday season, throw us a buck or two, because like I said at the beginning of the show, every single dollar goes right back into the show to make it be the best it could be. And then you get an awesome shout out and you get to join a rad group of people who we love so much. So with all that, it is time to wrap up the show. So if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, feel free to go to whatever podcast application you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, whatever it is, wherever you're hearing us, give us a like, leave us a review, subscribe to us because it goes a long way and we really appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, if you leave us a witty funny great review maybe we'll read that on the podcast too so head on over to whatever application you're listening to us on like review subscribe all those things we love you for it as we wrap up episode 59 we really hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you and wherever you are wherever you're listening from please know that we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon so you're either picking cayman islands or holiday movie okay okay the first question dr neil miller is he the psychiatrist in the Santa Claus, or a dentist on the game in Island. So Wait, I know I have to say that I know again. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so stupid. This is the most outrageous game we've ever played. Oh my god! <laughs> like this is this is definitely on par with salsa or queso. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm gonna candy, go with this is candy cane came and caper. All I'm right. gonna go with <laughs> oh the God. psychiatrist and the Santa Claus. <laughs> How?